Hey guys, it's Max Miller, Zach Zary, and Oakley Rose. Welcome to a well-placed cuss. Alright, hello everyone and welcome back to a well-placed cuss. You got myself and Zach Zary, and again, we are very uh, in a very unorthodox uh, setting and manner. Uh, we're on Zoom this time. The uh, the snowstorm finally decided to hit Saskatoon, and it hit it hard. Roads are the roads are shit. Cars cars don't start. Everyone's fucked. So you're 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 getting Zoom from us this week. Sorry, but um, who knows? Maybe maybe the format will be great, and we'll we'll keep it. Who the who the hell knows? Well, um, back we've been on Zoom before. Uh, for a couple of episodes back in the day, I think episode four through nine, we're on Zoom. I just searched it up, so uh, yeah. uh, it's I guess it's familiar to us. Uh, like over a year ago, we were doing Zoom, yeah, but uh, that explains why Oakley's not with us in the Zoom lobby. Uh, many of you guys know he works the snow, he he removes snow, so. When there's, there's snow, snow, he's not gonna be here. Yeah. So, um, yeah. If you live in Saskatoon, you know the struggles of that, and uh, you know the snowfall that's gonna happen this year. But, um, but yeah, welcome to welcome to Saskatchewan weather. So, Zach, yeah. how have uh, how have you been? Uh, not too bad. I mean, I won't lie, Max. I I was the one to call the Zoom. I I am scared of driving on the icy roads. To be honest, with the cars that I have, I hundred percent uh, understand. And um, you know, I don't mind staying in my bed to hop on and talk some sports. Uh, it's nice and cozy and warm down here. So I had to move um, twenty but, feet. I'm I'm happy right here. Um, yeah. I mean, reading week right now, so it's easy to jump on the Zoom. Uh, football's going good uh yeah i mean not not much to complain about right now in this life yeah what about i went you? over i went over manitoba put you guys in the hardy cup too against uh surprisingly ubc i would have bet on uh i would have bet on regina but uh the ubc got it done yeah um it'll be a cold one on saturday i am i'm not sure how many people will be in the stands but people can watch the game on uh tv if they have sastel so I think that's what most people do at this point in time. But. Yes, sir. Speaking of Canadian football, we'll go to the Canadian Football League. The first round of playoffs just happened. The BC Lions conquered the Calgary Stampeders, and the Montreal Alouettes conquered the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Zach, which game stood out to you most, and why? And what did you notice? Did you first of all? Did you watch them? I watched I watched both of them, which is nice. like the first time I won't lie. I've watched all the CFL games. Um, I've mostly been watching whatever's on and like the Riders game, but I actually watched both games. I had um the day off essentially, so I watched it. Um, Max, I know you put out a CFL article, and I kind of half heartedly chirped you. I was like, "Oh, you should have got me in there because I predicted both of these games right," but. I, yeah, um, Montreal. I thought a, there was another week until it started, and then I looked it up like the night before, and so I just kind of threw together a, a a a half article, and I was like, "There you go." We had we had, we had, we we had to get something out for the predictions. Yeah, yeah, totally. Do, fair. do you disagree with anything that I put out? Yeah, um, 
Uh, I mean, I don't have the article in front of me, but the one thing I, I knew, my, like, I had a gut feeling I wanted Montreal to win, and they got it done. Yeah. First playoff win since 2014 at home. That, uh, you know, the playoff atmosphere always in Quebec and Montreal is unreal, like, in playoff time. And uh, both uh, Montreal's fans and BC Lions fans showed out. Um, great turnouts. I mean... I'll get to BC more later on, but apparently like that was the best atmosphere people have seen in like 10 plus years, apparently the reporters and stuff in that. Wow. So props to that organization on turning it around, but yeah, the Montreal game, I mean, we, we kind of, I know you don't really like this guy and he, he was ranked too high on the CFL top 50. Oh my God. The league. Jake Winicky balls out during the playoffs. It just, it just happens. The guy was yeah, he does. good. He does. He, he he was looking really really good. Trevor Harris. I mean, he's a vet. He's no Vernon Adams, but mm-hmm. he's a vet. He's been there, done that. Took control of the team. Um, Fletcher, that running back. He, him and Stanback are a good one two. You know, you got the little lightning and uh, flash and uh, Fletcher, and then Stanback who can pound it away. Who's finally back healthy. And then and, Ant- you know, Anton uh, Jeshri too is also in that backfield. He was like one. He was like top five in in rushing yards of the season. He was kind of he was kind of uh, underrated. I thought. Yeah, he got a lot of touches. Uh, Calgary product. Um, he got a lot of touches this year with Standback injured. So, I mean, I was loving that. Uh, and how can I not mention Eugene Lewis, Eastern MVP right there? He of course going on people's head tops, making some in- in- insane catches. And that defense, I mean, led by Nick Usher, stoned Hamilton's uh, offense. Hamilton really couldn't get it done. And uh, I think Dane Evans is going to be a backup quarterback next year to Matthew Schilt, or, uh, Schultz, right? Pretty sure yeah, Matthew yeah. Schultz. Yeah. Yeah. That game was that game was interesting. I did have Hamilton. Um, Hamilton really reminded me, actually, of Cincinnati of last year. Because they weren't maybe quote unquote the best in the regular season, you know they had good games. They 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 showed a lot of potential, but I didn't I didn't have them as as favorites. But like near nearing the end of the season, they started to play some of their best football. And that's when true. you play when you play your best football at the end of the season, you know that's when you need to be doing that. And uh, I thought I thought Montreal they were very they were very inconsistent, especially on offense with Standback back, and. Um, yeah, so it didn't exactly go how I thought it would. Definitely didn't imagine Jake uh, Jake Winicky to to have the game that he did, but he did. And I I, I don't know if I 100% agree that Dane Evans is going to back up Schiltz. I think they might have like an actual solid tandem going because Schiltz threw a couple of really questionable balls in that uh, in the playoff series or in the in the in the playoff game that they had against Montreal. And I think I think Dane I think he has like a good enough experience in the CFL. And I think, I think personally, I think Dane's too good to be a backup in the league. Like, I think no matter what, even if he starts as a backup to Hamilton, there will be like a Vernon Adams situation. There will be like a Trevor Harris situation and he'll go somewhere else who needs a quarterback. That's true. I was kind of half joking when I say that, but like Hamilton, yeah. there's no need for him. Like they paid him 400 K and said, yep, you're better than Jeremiah Mazzoli. Here's 400 K. <laughs> you're a starter. And I mean, Look, he, he led them to back-to-back great cups, essentially. I mean, half, basically only one. Mazzoli kind of led them to the other one, and then he took over. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Hamilton, 
you know, it's it'll be interesting to see where they go next year. I mean, what that offense is gonna look like. I mean, to be honest with you, like who who are their who are their weapons right now on that offset offensive side of the ball? I I actually am blanking right now. I can't name you anybody. Hamilton? Yeah. Hamilton, no, I will say Hamilton actually has an underrated offensive uh, offensive core. They have Poppy White, they have Tim White, they have Steve Dunbar. Uh, they do have Sean Thomas Erlington, who I think needs more attention and touches, though he had kind of had a down year this year. I'm blanking on their starting running back. I don't know who that is, but um, but I do think Hamilton actually had a decent amount of offensive weapons. Yeah, t- Tim White had a had a really good game. I don't know how I blinked on him, but yeah, he balled out yesterday. But yeah, I think I I truthfully, I mean, well, if you want to give your predictions, I guess right now. But I confidently, if if I gave my predictions, I had Montreal going all the way to the Great Cup. And wow, really beating yeah, Toronto? Yeah, beating Toronto. I, I mean, I guess like I'm just thinking that East Eastern Conference is such a shit show that anything can happen, and I Fair just enough. think Montreal. You know, you got to win that line of the scrimmage battle and have you got to. In especially Canadian football, you got to have running backs to win you like that game. I'm a big fan of William Standback. I mean, he didn't look great the past couple of weeks, but with this Fletcher guy that's been balling out recently, and then of course uh, Antwi, I think I think they get it done. And then you got Winicky, Eugene Lewis, of course that big place threat. Trevor Harris can just throw it up to those guys. Phil Potts there. I mean, and they got a damn good solid offensive line. I mean. Toronto's got a pretty good defensive line. They got a good front seven, um, but I think I think I like the likes of Eugene Lewis and uh, Jake Wineke going up against that secondary in Toronto. And then on the other side of the ball, I just you know I think Montreal's defense is you know they got some vets, they got some young guys in there, and I think you know McLeod Bethel Thompson just doesn't get it done for some reason i just i'm just liking this montreal team yeah i don't i don't necessarily disagree with that honestly i wouldn't be super surprised if any of these three teams went to the gray cup like just in my opinion yeah um but i do have toronto winning uh purely based on star power and uh, most of all like above all else experience like they have guys who have been in this position before, like 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 new guys as well. Like just to name a few, you have um you have Andrew Harris, you have Brandon Banks, you have Juan Breskson. Like you 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 have a bunch of these guys who have been in these positions who know what the, what it takes to win. I'm not saying that Montreal doesn't, but I am saying that I think Toronto has more guys like that, and I think they just have more talent overall. I do like the formation of the Montreal team more than Toronto. I think Toronto is very thrown together and. They tried to throw money at the problem, and it just—that's not exact. That's not how you're going to win football games. You need to have this chemistry, but I think that's what's going to win him. I think that that money and that star power is going to is going to win him that Eastern Conference, but I don't think it's going to win him the Grey Cup. And then on the on the Western side, we have Calgary and BC. That was a really entertaining game, like Zach said, and just an insane, incredible atmosphere um, at BC Place. And uh, BC ended up taking it, you know, quite quite convincingly, more more, convinc- more convincingly than I thought they were. But uh, Nathan Rourke looked really solid. That defense looked really solid. Um, I think Calgary may, may, might have just been like a warm up game to uh, to Winnipeg. And you know, there's always that debate, you know, who what's better, you know, having that bye week and being being able to rest 
or uh, playing that one playoff game, winning, having all that momentum, having all that drive and that power, that passion, and going right into this team that hasn't actually played a game in two weeks. You know, I, I, I personally think, you know, having that game under your belt, like just saying, like, you know, we took a game in the playoffs. You know, it's we know what to do. We know why we're here now. This is the, the, this is who we're going to face. But Winnipeg is just so fucking good. Like there's no, there's no other way to say it. There really isn't. Yeah. They're mm-hmm. they're so good. And above all, like above everything, they have been that core has been together for four years now. Mm-hmm. Like Will, like uh, Willie Jefferson, Adam Big Hill, J- um, Jackson Jeffcoat, um, Santos Knox is uh, with Hamilton right now, and then uh, Caleros. That entire offensive line has been there for it feels like ten years. And they're so yeah. good. They feel like they they could all be all stars. Honest to God, their their receiving core, Nick Nick Dembski's been there for a while. Their receiving core somehow just gets better and better. They lose Darvin Adams. They get Greg Ellingson. They get this. Is 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 Dalton Sean Canadian? No, uh, he's American. They get this. They get this white American dude who no one even hears. He just seems like discount yeah. Greg Ellingson. And he turns out to be arguably the best receiver in the game. Yeah, like, no, what he, the hell? What happened tw- in Winnipeg? Like, how they're so good. I see them having that three-peat. And honestly, I wouldn't mind going go, going to that great cup and seeing a three-peat for Winnipeg. I mean, Max, like Dalton Schoen's number, numbers, 26-year-old Kansas State uh, product, 70 receptions, 1,441 yards. 1,441 yards and 16 touchdowns, 20.6 yard average per catch. Like those are absurd numbers for the Canadian football game. And this guy, first year in the league, um, Winnipeg props to GM Kyle Walters, getting that core together, keeping them together and finding these talents. Uh, Winnipeg scouts up there. Um, That's how you win football games in the CFL is you keep your core together I hate when people sign these one-year contracts because it's like the Toronto situation. You They just throw pieces, throw money at the problem, try to fix it. Sure, it might work out one year, and then the next year your, your guys are gone. So you got to keep that core together. I think that's huge. And that old line, like you mentioned, ridiculous. That's how you win games in the CFL, right? I mentioned it, trenches. And look at, look at those guys. They had Andrew Harris in the backfield, trenches in your running back. Andrew Harris is gone. Who do they have? Just basically Andrew Harris 2.0, right? Yeah. Like that old line is so good. Um, yeah. Uh, Brady Oliveira looks, hopefully, he turned some yards there. Um, yeah. The, the, nothing else to be said. That Winnipeg team is the exact same team, their dynasty. But, you know, who wants to break that, break that dynasty, as he said in his uh, post game interview? Kid Canada, Nathan Rourke, baby. So I, I wanted to say, I want, I texted you, I want to see BC Lions versus Montreal Alouette's uh, uh, great cup game. And that would you know, be an elite great cup game. And that's what, what I'm, I'm thinking. I think that BC Lions D line just has such fast twitch. And, you know, it's going to be a good matchup against that uh, O line over there in Winnipeg. And, uh, you know, Rourke is a little banged up, but look at his weapons he's got there. You oh know, God. Dominic Rimes is a god. You got Brian Burnham. Um, Lucky Whitehead is injured right now. 
Yeah, I, I think so. I actually, yeah. don't, I actually don't know what's up with him. Keon um, Thatcher, who's like grossly underrated. Yeah, I mean, and then oh my god, what, what's their their running back? His James name is Butler. Thank you. Um, we we helped yeah. each other out on that one. We did. Um, <laughs> yeah, but no, but, he's like second in the league in in rushing yards. Like they. Yeah. This team, the, the, this offense has no weakness, and the defense barely has any too. Mm-hmm. Like so, the, the the if the Bombers were to lose, it's against this Lions team. Yeah, that's that's how. Whoever it comes out in the East, I don't care. They're getting annihilated by either the Bombers or the Lions. Mm, that's why I kind of want to see that Lions team because I think if it's if it's the Lions team win, I think that Great Cup is going to be really competitive, no matter what happens. Yeah. I think they they match up well against Winnipeg, and that's that's only competitive game. And you know, I love to see BC do well. You know, Amar Don or however you pronounce that uh, their owner's name, he's done a, a beyond great job. I don't, I can't even put in the words. He just got them to get Great Cup twenty twenty four. I want to believe. Um, Dude's getting 30,000 plus for the playoffs, which is like, you know, if you would have told me that, I would have been like, you're crazy. That's not going to happen. It, the atmosphere looked great. Almost looked sold out. I mean, it looked great in there when I was watching the game. BC balled out. Love to see it. And uh, I, yeah, I mean, when you're getting, who did they have? One Republic for their first game there? When you're getting a. Yeah, bigger, they did. They did. Uh, when you're getting a bigger band for your first game, your home opener, than the CFL is getting for their halftime show, you know you're doing something right. And Max, I say that to transition to the halftime show. I, uh, uh, you're going to the game. How do you feel about this? Um, the halftime show. Uh, I'm not to like to 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 be 100 honest with you. Uh, I, I'm I'm okay with with Florida Georgia Line. They're not my favorite band. They're not my least favorite band. They're like they're right Half. in the middle. I Half know of them. Florida Georgia line. Half I mean, yeah, that's true. But like, I'm just saying it's Florida Georgia line. I don't know who these two other fucking guys are. I just one guy's know... Canadian, former former player at Western University. <laughs> oh, I don't care. I don't care. Like, yeah, one Republic would have been so awesome. It would have been so awesome to see that. But mm-hmm. we're in Saskatchewan, so it has to be country music. I mean, I when I, I was telling my mom and dad, I was like, this is the most CFL thing ever, getting half of a band. <laughs> but I told you, I guess the band is breaking up and they had to like go over some stuff and that's why yeah. it couldn't be announced. I guess that, that was the whole process. And I was like, who are these guys? When it was announced, did my research. I was like, this guy's got a million followers on Instagram. Like, he's got to be pretty big. Yeah. Realized he's part of Florida, Florida Georgia line. Won't lie. Kind of bought to some of their songs. So uh as soon yeah. as they, they start going windows down and cruise, I'm gonna start bopping my head. Um, <laughs> I'm sure it'll be fine, but I mean kind of disappointing when you look at like the great cup gets some banger halftime shows. If you like if we look at their history, like they're it actually does. like like we talked about it on the show, they usually get some good ones. So but whatever. I mean, hopefully you enjoy it. Hopefully they put on a good show because yeah. Yeah. you know doesn't matter if you're a big name if you don't put on a good show you know it's not a good show so exactly yeah but um but but before we go to the nfl you know there's been a lot of talks for the riders oh actually i just want to say jason moss got fired i want to that's 
I want to start clapping. All right. I was the that was the good move. I know you were a fan of his Zach or whatever. It was the it was the move to do. Yeah, at this point, yeah. Um, so I just wanted to mention that. And the quarterback woes for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders are still in effect. But um Bo Levi made it very clear in a quote that um the stamps are going with Jake Mayer Mayer. So where's Bo Levi going? Saskatchewan was a destination a couple of years ago for Bo Levi. And, um, you know, rumors have been swirling that he might come to Saskatchewan again. Zach, what are your thoughts on that? I think he does come to Saskatchewan. And I think he, I, I mean, you talked about this. I think Cody Fajardo is, is the guy and they just have to fix the line. But I don't think, I don't think Cody necessarily wants to be in Saskatchewan. I don't know if he can handle the pressure. It's like, the Dallas, we're we're like the Dallas Cowboys of the CFL. It's a big market. Oh. Like people, you know, don't like us from the outside, and we put a lot of pressure on the quarterback. Maybe not you and me necessarily, but the fans as a whole usually do. Bo Levi can't handle it. He's been there, proven. He doesn't give a fuck what me, me and you are gonna say or what the media says. No, and he's a vet, veteran guy. He can still play ball. I mean, he looked good when he got in into that playoff game, replacing Jake Meyer. Yeah, and I mean, as like a, a full off season is going to be like huge for him. Yeah, so I just, I just think they get it done. I wouldn't be mad at Bo Levi. I think the problem with the CFL this season and like with all leagues is quarterback play, and there's not a lot of great quarterbacks right now in the CFL or proven necessarily proven good quarterbacks. Bo Levi Mitchell is may be the most proven guy in the CFL like that's currently playing right now. And, you know, maybe I mean, I, one... I would rather have Zach Caleros, but that's fair. Yeah. Remember when we had Zach Caleros, he almost died here, Max. So yeah, he wasn't that good here. He was fine. <laughs> yeah. He wasn't like that good. here. It's, it's because Winnipeg has a godly offensive line. No, it is. I, like, I just want to say that. I think like, like, like all, all, all respect to Zach Caleros for what he's doing, but you put, you put 50% of the starting quarterbacks in the CFL behind that O-line. I'm I'm saying that they're having the same numbers that that, that he does. With those weapons. Yeah. yeah. 100%. But I mean he's getting oh. it done. Like, like you can't hate him. Like he's getting it done, period. Mm-hmm. Um, also, and I just want to quickly move on because I know we got lots to talk about and we got a transition out of the CFL, but the CFL playing one of them. CFL, we love you. And then you do shit like this. <laughs> they announced the wrong All Stars. Oh my god! And <laughs> oh and then my the, god! And then the right, and then the, <laughs> and then the right All Star list gets revealed, and it it's worse. Seems, it seems worse than the other one. Oh my god, man! They so really many, put Nick Dembski ahead of Kenny Lawler. There were so many mistakes. Um, Who the fuck is Sean McEwen? He's a center. He's actually really good. No, no, I'm sorry, not Sean McEwen. Who, who, who did they replace? Uh, Schaefer you, Baker. You, te- with? you texted me this. I, I thought I texted you back. No, you were mad about Sean McEwen, but I think he misread it because the center was right beside the wide receiver. Oh, yeah. oh okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, because dude, I was yeah. looking at like receiving yards. I couldn't find his name, and I was like, who the yeah. fuck's this guy? Yeah, no. <laughs> I thought I texted you that. That's, oh, that's okay. on me. You might have, um, I might have just not read it. Um, but that was nowhere near the worst part. Darnell Sankey, 
not on the list at all. Like, what? First what? off, Darnell Sankey is the best defensive player in the league. Oh, yeah, 100%. Like, I'm not saying that it's like it's easily him, but I thought it was a fairly general consensus that Adam Big Hill took a fairly big step back. Willie Jefferson did the same thing. You know who didn't? Darnell Sankey. I understand Lorenzo Molden on the east side. Go ahead. 17 sacks. Do your thing. Sean Lemon, he had fucking 12. Yeah. Like, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Darnell Sankey led the league in, in tackles, which in the CFL, in my opinion, means a lot more than it does in the NFL. By quite a bit, too. Yes. Like, yeah, uh, he had, he had two and he had two or three interceptions. He had three sacks. He was, you watch a game on the riders. He was literally everything. He was a cornerback. He was a defensive tackle. He was a defensive end. He was a linebacker. He was Will Sam. He was everything. He did everything that defense needed him to do. He was the reason that they stayed afloat. Mm -hmm. And it was so disappointing that he didn't get a recognition. Not yeah, even, not even, not even that he didn't get his recognition as the best defensive player in the league. He didn't even get recognized as top two in his fucking conference. That's ridiculous. That's a joke. Yeah. Yeah. That's an I, absolute joke. I couldn't agree with you more. Um, shout out Larry Dean, too. Those two put together the great, like, best linebacking duo in the league. And then with and- Derek Moncrief, I mean, that's the best trio in the league. And Moncrief got an all-star nod, and the other two didn't. And I thought the other two were substantially better than Moncrief this year. No shade to Moncrief. He balled no, out. No, good, good for him. There. I'm glad I'm glad we got someone. But Larry Dean and Sankey, I thought were... Like, I know they played different positions, but I thought they were, like, here and here. No, like, I, I, I absolutely agree. And, I mean, Mario Alford is, like, the Western, all, Western Special Teams Player of the Year. Yeah. And he's not an all-star. I want to cry. Like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, CFL, I know we got to transition and move on, but CFL, like, we love you, but then you do stuff like this. And it makes us wonder why we're fans of this league. It really does. It, like, I'm going to keep watching till the day I die. They keep putting shit up like this, though. They're going to lose a lot of fans, honest to God, because Mm -hmm. it's getting embarrassing. Like, yeah, that, like it was an embarrassing, it was kind of an embarrassing week for the CFL media team. It I mean, was. And by I mean, the way, by the way, Gino Lewis is not the best player in the Eastern Conference. I have to say that right now. He's great. He's the best receiver in the, he was the best receiver this season, in my opinion. He is not the best player in the Eastern Conference. McLeod Bethel Thompson took a huge step up this year. He did. He became... He became the, the 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 third best quarterback in the league, and for a good portion of the league, the second best quarterback. I don't th- I don't think Gino did enough to warrant to warrant the most valuable player. I really don't, or most outstanding player. Yeah, but um, um, yeah, I do well, like him though. Yeah. Like like it's no shade to any of these guys. I like I like a lot of guys in the CFL, but yeah. I mean, McLeod, McLeod didn't get his love. 
I don't know who was voting on those, and I would like to find out because, oh God, like they, they're like some mind blowing ones. Awesome. Um, hey, what is up, you guys? I just wanted to give a shout out to our sponsor, Betstamp. Betstamp is a uh, great sports betting tool, whether you are new to the sports betting game or a veteran who are already in it. Betstamp is the tool for you. It collects all the best data from all the big sports books, and it gives you the best bang for your buck. So you, when you download their app or go to their website, but I definitely recommend their app, you, um, you're able to get all the, all the sports books with all of the odds, and so you can choose which one you want. They have every single sport you can choose from, all the major sports books. They make it super easy to be able to go to those sports books, sign up for accounts, uh, so you can have... Uh, so you 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 can get the best bang for your buck. That should just be their that should just be their slogan. But uh, wanna wanna thank them a whole lot for sponsoring this episode, sponsoring this season of a well placed cuss. They're a great partner. And uh, yeah, remember to use code WPC when you download the app. You know, give us a little bit of give us a little bit of love. Show them some love. And uh, yeah, the world's a better place. Alrighty, thank you so much. Thank you, Bad Stamp. Back to the show. Okay, Max, sticking with football, but moving on to the NFL. Uh, it's been a while since we last talked. Um, I wasn't even on the last episode, so we, we've got a lot to discuss. Um, most notably, the trade deadline happened, and a lot of trades happened. So uh, in, involving uh, Chase Claypool and your Steelers, too. So uh, you want to just give, give us a, a rundown on what we have missed? Yeah, well, William Jackson came over from from the Commanders to to the to, to to the Steel City. Whatever. I mean, that's kind of just like a maybe get our secondary a bit a bit better, get it more more solidified. But I didn't really. I don't. I didn't. Honestly, God, I didn't even know who William Jackson was. So. Nah, yeah, solid secondary piece. I mean. Yeah. So I mean, kind of confusing mood move because i thought the steelers were kind of in a rebuilding kind of phase but yeah um, that's what i thought too but um whatever i don't know if he's young that's good if he's not i don't care but um the one that actually really affected steelers fans was the chase claypool move to uh chicago to the bears big fan of it big fan of it i don't Claypool clearly just wasn't doing what he was meant to do with with with, with Pittsburgh and the Steelers coming into his second year here. You know, he was getting outplayed by George Pickens and, and Pat Fryermuth. Like he was he was the fourth option, if not fifth, on that team. So to get him away for a second round pick, especially when he still had some value, but he wasn't adding value to the team. I think a lot of Steelers fans are just fine with that. And uh get a second round pick out of it from a team that's probably not going to be that great. Get some good value out of it. But I just want to talk. I, I listened to this one Steelers podcast uh, with a guy named Frank Michael Smith, who I really like. He's on Instagram. But they said that tanking isn't in the culture of Pittsburgh and they can't and they can't tank right now. I hate that. I hate that so much. That's not a realistic view as a sports fan. Every single team at some point needs to go into a rebuilding phase. And the Steelers needs that to happen right now. Like to me, that's to me that's ridiculous that it, um, that they even said that because yeah, it might not be a part of the culture, but it's necessary to build a winning sports team. We haven't been in a rebuilding mode for ten years. Look where that's gotten the team. Like we haven't done shit. So I'm all for 
getting rid of players, getting these draft picks, stockpiling them, and uh, really trying to improve that O-line, which is really just the main issue, is just getting that O-line healthy. And uh, maybe Najee. Najee might have to go. He's not been doing very good. But um, but that's that's really it with the Steelers. We had a few other big ones. We had Bradley Chubb going from the Broncos to the Dolphins. What do you think of that one, Zach? Yeah, that's a that's a major move. I know the Broncos kind of they they got a new GM. That Bradley Chubb is not like his guy, his draft pick. So he's on the last year of his deal. They probably can't afford to pay that guy. Give him to the Dolphins. Dolphins will end up paying Bradley. I would I, I would assume if you're giving up a first and other stuff, you're gonna pay him. Um, good player. Help the Dolph Dolphins. They're in a win now mode. I mean, with Tua on his rookie deal st- still, and uh, you got Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle there. Waddle on his rookie deal as well. So I think you know those guys. You know that's a good move for both teams. I mean, Broncos haven't really lived up to their expectations, but they get a pick to replace all the picks they lost in the Russell Wilson deal, and you know the Seahawks kind of are laughing right now because those picks that they got turned out to be ball players right now. And look at where, what their record is compared to the Broncos. So, I mean, that, that was a big move as well. And then, I mean, Dolphins also picked up Jeff Wilson. He wasn't going to fit in with CMC there in uh, San Fran and Elijah Mitchell getting healthy. Dolphins add him. He scores in his first game, him and Raheem Mostert, both former 49ers, Create a good one-two punch there in the backfield. So, uh, yeah, I mean, there was definitely some other ch- trades there. Uh, what were some other ones, Max? Um, oh, DJ Hawkinson to the Vikings. There we go. That 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 was probably the biggest one. Yeah, that one was wild. I that was did surprising. Not yeah. expect that. Like, what? Yeah. What? Do you know what they got for that? Um, lots of mid-round picks, like second, third. Um. Uh, I'll, I'll quickly go. Yeah, um, but I mean, I guess I guess that that really helps out the the Vikings going the 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 six and one or seven one and one now Vikings, but it felt kind of unnecessary to me. Like they already have a lot of great weapons, and I think Irv Smith is with an injury right now. But when he's yeah, healthy, he's out, he's out for the season essentially. So oh, okay, so that's why they got him. Okay, basically, but, yeah. But still, like Thielen and 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 Jefferson and Cook and Madison and a solid-ish offensive line. Like, I don't, I didn't really see a need for this. They gave up a lot of their future. Like those mid-round picks turn out to be reliable guys that you need on your roster to 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 help fill those holes in those spots. Mm-hmm. And I don't think the Vikings are good enough to where they can go all in yet. Like, the, the, I mean, the record tells me different, but. I don't think the Vikings are are that team at the moment. I don't think, like I said, I don't. I just don't think they're good enough uh, to be going all in. Like fuck the picks, like the Rams way. But so it looks like they gave up a second and third, but got Hawkinson and fourth round, a uh, fourth rounder, conditional fourth. So um, yeah, Hawkinson. He's only twenty five. He's still a young guy. He's proven to be like he's not a Kelsey or an Andrews. Andrews or Kittle, but he's. I do believe next. though that his his usage is going to go down with the Vikings. Yeah, I mean, um, I'm a big T.J. Hawkinson fan. Um, I think he's really good. I don't really see the fit necessarily in Minnesota. Um, I really liked. I really liked him in Detroit. Um, kind of confuses me, but 
yeah, so that was that was the big surprising one. Vikings going all in. I mean, look at that division right now. You got Chicago, Green Bay, and oh. like Detroit. You never really see those interdivisional trades like this, some big trades. So I guess that's kind of cool to see. Yeah. Um. But but yeah, I mean, that's really all for NFL news. Chargers have to mention confirmed have missed have the worst like injury rating or whatever have the most games missed by injury uh they tweeted out a funny thing it was like kevin garnett anything is possible beside like the picture (laughs) of like their their 30 second healthiness rating or whatever yeah i thought that was really funny but yeah they they squeaked over a win over the falcons so and then they get prime time against San Fran this upcoming week, so that'll be a good game. Definitely, yeah. That's all for that's all for NHL or NHL. That's all for NFL. Uh, we're going to the MLB now. Um, you know, and probably, we have probably, a new champ, yeah. champion crowned, and we haven't even talked about it. Yeah, I know. Probably, probably the biggest news that's happened this week has uh, the Houston Astros are the 2022 World Series champions. So. As a Blue Jays fan, this postseason sucked. As a baseball fan, it was solid until they got to the World Series. Then, and for me, like just like for for me, it fell apart. There were two teams that I really didn't care for: the Phillies. I I had a sour taste in my mouth mouth ever since they beat the Cardinals, and um, and then they beat the Braves, who I really liked as well. And then. I don't particularly love Bryce Harper. Like he's fine. I don't, but and then, you have, and then I hate the Astros as well. Like I never, never, never want to see the Astros um, compete for a World Series. And it was two teams like, and I mean you, like you mentioned it too. Like I didn't care about, and they were entertaining games, sure, but the outcome was kind of a sh- shrug of the shoulders for me. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you talked about it. I sent you a text. I mean, it was it was two teams that I didn't really care about, two like crazy fan bases. So I mean, it made it for an entertaining series as long as it lasted six games. I mean, diehard, passionate fan bases. So I mean, you'd love to see that. Uh, Philadelphia, you know, they get crazy out there. Love to see it. Um, I thought it was a decent series. I mean, Jordan Alvarez hitting uh, a three-run homer in six inning. I mean, if, like, that happened in, like, the eighth or the ninth, like, that'd be talked about for, like, years to come. I mean, happened in the sixth. I mean, there was still time, but, you know, kind of crazy. Good for the Astros. I do – I think it gives them a little – as much as it pains me and probably you to hear it and fans to hear it, I think it gives it more respect to the Astros um, to show that they didn't need to cheat, right? They they didn't need to cheat. They got it done um yeah my 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 only thing though is like forever their team's tainted like yeah like however you want to say it they won the world series 100 they cheated to win one six years ago that like no matter what they do they could become the new york yankees that that championship will never be forgotten exactly it does put a sour taste in your mouth and hopefully fans i don't i don't think they'll ever forgive it necessarily but like hopefully like this helps the healing process as yeah. weird as that kind of sounds um yeah i mean 
And then, like, Bro. I'm, I'm, gl- I'm glad Carlos Correa was not on that team. Not gonna lie. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Um, but I mean, like, that was Dusty Baker finally won a World Series. I mean, that guy's a lovable dude. Uh, I saw a good TikTok about him, about him doing autographs, like after church and stuff. So, I mean, ma- made it better to see a good guy like that get get that ring. Um. And then also, I didn't know if you saw this, but uh, there's a guy named Mattress Mac who, like, owns, like, Mattress Company. Oh, I know about Mattress Mac. Oh, yeah. So, you know he won $75-plus million on this World Series. Like, that's absurd. That's insane. Put down $10 million at the start of the season for the Astros to win. Yeah. And Christ. So I thought I'd add that in there. That guy seems like a lovable dude. So yeah, uh, you know good, what? Good you know him. what? Maybe he used bet stamp. Oh he wow! I love it. I I don't know if he did, but <laughs> I he should have to get he should have get even And if more. he did, he should have used the code WPC. Yeah, to help support us as well yeah. as them. Yeah, I mean he could have. Could have made that seventy-five million, maybe seventy-six million. Who knows? Extra. Maybe maybe he didn't put it on the right odds. Never know. Yeah, um, yeah. I also wanted to mention uh, we we did see uh, Shohei Otani. There's lots of rumors about him getting traded this offseason. Angels came out today and said they will not be trading him. This okay, then put a team around him. Um, him and Mike Trout literally the two best players in baseball at the moment and they still can't make it to the playoffs but i uh, just wanted to throw that in there and then also the awards announcements or the, the finalists got announced today so alec manoa was announced as a cy young candidate he won't win it verlander will win it but uh just thought that those those guys all got announced today so yeah that, that's really it for baseball talk i mean we're we're not too huge baseball fans, but I mean, still enjoyed postseason baseball. Everybody gets into um, it was another a good great season. year. Yeah, hopefully the Blue Jays rebound. I mean, this we talked about last year how last year's class was stacked for free agent free agency. This year's class might even be, I won't say better, but it's damn good. Like yeah. it's very very good. I mean, look at like the like 15 guys like top 15 guys like those are some mega stars and hopefully the blue jays add some pitching help to uh you know it's the off season to do it so it'll yeah. be a fun off season for baseball and i'm sure a lot to talk about definitely and i just want to give a shout out to our boy vladi for getting the gold glove at first base some say that he was some say that rizzo deserved it i'm not going to weigh in on that but uh he definitely How- got some uh he definitely got some effort for his defensive upgrades this year. No offense to Vladdy, but how Vladdy got one and Matt Chapman didn't uh, doesn't make any sense to me. But uh... yeah, I'm not gonna complain though. <laughs> I love Vladdy, and um, like I'm not saying he was the best defenseman for first baseman in the AL, but he was certainly he had a huge upgrade on defense this year, and he became one of the best first basemen. He definitely did. So, yeah. Um, yeah, that's enough. That's enough on the. On the NFL, though, for the moment. Or NFL, I keep messing up the, the fucking league. Mixed the MLB, jeez. We'll, um, we'll go into basketball right now. The start, the start of the season, 
you know, there's not a whole lot to talk about. There's a few ups and downs with teams and players. Zach, do you have any do you have any guys or, or teams that you're really surprised by or disappointed in? Uh not really, to be honest. I mean, the ML or geez, now you're messing me up. Um <laughs> I just thought like the most surprising thing to me that happened recently was Steve Nash getting fired and then the the Nets uh hiring how do you pronounce his name? The Celtics coach that had his Ime Ime Udoku. Yes, they hired him. So I thought that was a wild win. I mean, Steve Nash, I'm sure, will land another job, I would hope. Canadian legend. So I guess like the Nets have been pretty disappointing. Um James Harden getting injured really hurts, in my opinion, that 76ers team. I mean, they still got Joel, but you know, he can get injured at this like like that. So who knows? Um, yeah, so I just I thought those were two big interesting uh news for uh basketball. Like that's the only thing I really haven't I've only been paying attention to my fantasy team, really, to be honest, for basketball. When you have CFL playoffs going on, NFL, NHL kicking off, MLB playoffs. So I have not been I've watched like one Raptors game. I know the Bucks are undefeated. That's pretty crazy. I mean, yeah. if you want prize and stuff, so I guess. That that's my thing, um. But yeah, I don't. I'm not. I, I won't paint a lie and say, I, "Oh, I know a lot about this basketball season." You'd probably know a lot more than me. Well, uh, I don't know if I know a lot more than you, but um, I've also been paying heavy attention to my fantasy team, and um, you know, like a couple weeks into the season, and you know, half 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 my guys are out right now. I got Cole I Anthony a few weeks. I got Kyrie out five games for saying some dumb anti-Semitic bullshit. Oh yeah, because he's just scared to play. I got John Wall out because he needs his rest. I have Mitchell Robinson out; he'll be reevaluated in ten days. Like, it sucks. And I, I had Joel out for for all of last week. It is an awful time. I took a big risk with this team, and it might need a few a few weeks to get itself in order. But we're playing each other right now, and uh, you know, you got some absolute steals on your team. And one of the guys I want to talk about actually, Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell, in my opinion, is an MVP candidate. He's been absolutely bewildering to me. He is leading this very good Cavs team, being one of the most efficient scorers in the league. I have talked a lot of, uh, talked down a lot to Donovan Mitchell, talked a lot of shit about him. I'll take it back. I will. I will admit when I'm wrong. I wasn't wrong for the first three seasons. I will not. I will. I will stick to that. But. Don Mitchell has shown that he is now in an elite-level score, and if he can keep up with this 30-plus points per game, I don't know if he'll be able to, but if he does, he will be an elite guard. I think he'll be on, you know, um, Devin Booker's type level. So I just had to give a shout-out to him. He's been doing everything that that he's finally acting like how people in Utah were treating him, and I'm, I'm happy to see that. And I like the Cavs team. I didn't think that it was that this trade was really, you know, that well put together. And I don't know if it'll make them go very far, but it's it's a it's a fun time to be a Cavs fan right now, I'm sure. And um the Heat, you know, I talked about this last episode. Nothing's really changed. They just need to Bam needs to become Bam needs to become a top three center in the league. Either way, either defensively or offensively, put in the numbers. 
you know, we're, we're get 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 a lot more aggressive on offense. He needs to do a lot more. And um, you know, Jim, Jimmy's been doing his thing. I think he needs to get a lot more aggressive too. Tyler Harrow's kind of showing why we were happy to pay him. And uh, Kyle Lowry's been disappointing to say the least. So, yeah, there's not there's not too much with the NBA. Like we said, it's just the start of the season. We need to get. Uh, I think we need to get a few months in before we can make some real predictions. But um, but that is all for for basketball. We'll go into we'll go into hockey. Zach, what are your thoughts about the season so far? I mean, it's kind of the same thing as NBA. Um, haven't really. Uh, it, it's it's early on. We're like. 12, 13 games deep, depending on the team. Um, but I just wanted to, like, there's some surprising-ass, like, standings. I was looking at the standings for, like, the first time today, like, and I thought I knew the teams. The Boston Bruins are apparently just a wagon. David Pasternak's been being awesome. No, um, I know. The Like, if you, like, look at this Atlantic division. The Panthers, who everybody thought were going to be good, are, like, one, two, three. They're fifth in the division. Tied with the Buffalo Sabres. Like, what? Uh, the Red Wings are second in that division? Then yep. we go to the Metro. Metro's been, like, the best division in hockey for how many years? Guess who's at the top of that list? The New York Rangers? No. <laughs> the Carolina Hurricanes? No. Pittsburgh Penguins? No. They're second to last. Washington Capitals? No. They're third to last. It's the New Jersey Devils that are first. <laughs> They're, it's they're nine and three. What? It's been a weird start to the season, to say the least. Yeah, yeah, it's been weird. Then you got these old guys just all of a sudden performing. Eric Carlson is back to being a god all of a sudden in San yeah. Jose after being bad. Um, one of the only guys Knights. in the league in double digit goals. And he's a defenseman. He's the Golden Knights, eleven and two. They're back. Hello, Jack Eichel is showing why he was traded for that much. Yeah, he just needed to get out of that situation, and it worked for both of those parties. I mean, look at Buffalo. Buffalo is actually on the come up. Um, I mean, the McJesus is still McJesus. Yeah, I mean the Avalanche are six, six and four, and one. Wow, like. It's been wild. Um, I'd like to see how it plays off. A lot of teams are p- tanking this year for a high draft pick. I mean, this draft class is loaded, like loaded, loaded. Um, I'm very excited. I was just thinking about it today. The the, the snowstorm call it uh, falling in. I was just thinking of the World Juniors, and I'm excited for this year's World Juniors. Um, yeah. It, it just put me in the mood for World Junior Hockey, and I can't wait to see all these top prospects like Bedard, Jaeger, Height. Um, yeah. I want to see the Russian prospects, obviously, because of what has happened, but um, Fintilli, I mean, like, there's so many good prospects out there that it's crazy. But, yeah, that's all I had for hockey. I mean, like basketball, we're, we're barely into the season, so there's not yeah. much – much to to be said so uh yeah i'd like that I, I just want to talk about calgary i think they're also like six four and one or something like that they haven't had the best start to the season Five, i didn't four, expect one. them to have the best start to the season you know their two best players are from two completely different uh organizations and uh systems so i'm sure it takes them a while to get acquainted with each other that's some cadre has had a good start to the year but again i mentioned this last episode jonathan huberto needs to get his numbers up and needs to get more involved you know he's been aggressive enough which is good to see you know he's taking a lot of shots on goal but no, just not not a lot of them falling. You know, he's not getting the assists like he did in Florida. 
I'm not like super worried though. You know, he needs time to get adjusted to the to the system and everything. But Huberto has not been um, what I thought he would have been. But Kadri's been an, a really nice addition. I like Huberto. He like held himself accountable and he like came out and said like he hasn't been good enough. The like he hasn't been himself. So you you love to see that from a leader. God, and the Flames just lost again, like just now in overtime to the Islanders. Yeah, I saw that. I saw Noah Dobson got me goal for uh, my hockey fantasy team. Damn so it. uh love to love to see that. Stop <laughs> it. <laughs> okay, Max. Um we uh I think that's all it for the, the major four sports. Um, yeah, but um, you know, one of the one of the biggest UFC cards arguably in history is uh going on what what day? Saturday. Saturday. So we have UFC two eighty one. With um, just some amazing talent on that, Zach. Give a recap of that, or a yeah, preview get, of that, not a recap. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, a card is is stacked on paper. I mean, the next two pay per view cards are, the next three honestly are so so stacked head to toe, top to bottom. But uh, the cards need to, the fights need to live up to the hype. I mean, we could go out there Saturday and it'd be just a snooze fest out there and. You know, it, it, it would look good on paper, but uh, maybe it's not good. I released, or I guess we released an article previewing it, um, giving a rundown on every single fight on the card, including my picks and, you know, why why I see stuff happening. Um, obviously, the card is headlined by Israel Adesanya and Alex Behera. Um, just, this is their uh, first meeting in MMA third meeting in I guess seeing each other combat sports Pereira is 2-0 in kickboxing winning by points in a controversial uh, decision lots of people didn't agree with it obviously Adesanya didn't agree with it and then Pereira b- knocks out Izzy in that famous clip I'm sure you've seen it yes that's Pereira and Izzy and lots of people are interested to see I mean Pereira debuted in the UFC literally uh, a year ago to yesterday. So he's been fast-tracked. I mean, the USC wanted to strike while the iron was hot, obviously, to get these two. I mean, it, the like, if he didn't have the history, there's no way he's getting this title shot. He's won three fights. Um, he's been fast-tracked, and, you know, it, it'll be very interesting because he's knocked out Izzy before. These are only four-ounce gloves now. So this guy is made out of, like he's made out of wood. Like he hits hard as fuck. Like it's gross how hard this man hits. Um, watch his knee on Andres Michaelides. Jesus Christ! Like I was scary, but uh, I I just think Izzy gets it done. I think he he's gonna make it a mixed martial arts fight. I think it's gonna be a lot more exciting than lots of his fights. Obviously, I talked about this in the article. So if you want more in depth, go look at the article on our website. Go look at all of our articles. We got some good stuff there. Yeah, and Zach, the CFL predictions. This was Zach. Uh, this was Zach's first article that he's ever written, and it came. It came out pretty fire. A lot of details, but very, very well written. This is Zachary. Yeah, uh, lots of I. I reread it again today, and I picked out maybe like twenty spelling and like punctuation. Like I was like, oh, Jesus! So, uh, I don't go too hard on me. Don't roast me too hard. But yeah, and then you got. The, the cookie monster Carla Esparza going against Zhang Wei Li. I think Zhang is gonna just absolutely kill the cookie monster Carla Esparza. I 
I don't think it's going to be that close. Um, yeah, I mean, Carlos Barza's last fight against Rose Namajunas, I said it before, said say it again, it was the most boring fight I've ever watched in my entire life. I fell asleep. I've only fallen asleep once, and it was that during that fight, and that was during the title fight. So, yeah, um, I, I think Zhang just is going to kill her. Like, legitimately, I, I don't think it's going to be close. And then my guy, Michael Chandler, I've been hyping him up. He's going to go against Dustin Poirier. I'm kind of nervous. Poirier is a goddamn killer. It's going to be fireworks. Um, I expect nothing less. Chandler's coming off fight of the year with Justin Gaethje a year ago to yesterday. Well, in Madison Square Garden, he's used to bright lights. Only his fifth fight. Poirier, on the other hand, is like, this is 20th UFC, 28th UFC walk. This is the first time in MSG. So that'll be interesting to see. I expect this fight is going to be for the night. Banger. Then you got Dan Hooker opening up the card against Claudio Pulu. Oh, can't pronounce his last name. Guy's from Peru. Guy only does knee bars, it seems like. My guy, Dan Hooker. Lo- love him to death. I just watched a 30 minute interview before I hopped on this call with Dan Hooker and Ariel Hawani. Guy, I love I love Dan Hooker. Hope he rebounds. He's had he's lost four out of his last five, but I think he's still a damn killer. He's obviously teammates with Israel. Um, I think he gets done, and uh, Frankie Edgar's also on the main card. His his last fight, his retirement fight against Chris Gutierrez. Um, that's gonna be a banger. And then you they got Meatball Molly's back. Um, you got, you know, Brad Riddell and. Mike Cano opening up or, or finishing off the preliminary card. That's a banger. I mean, this card is, it's a massive card, garden cards. It's stacked and uh, I can't wait, can't wait to watch it. And uh, I did use BetStamp actually to place a lot of bets. And we mentioned, you mentioned Max that I went one for nine. I, I rebounded last week and I made almost all my money back. I think there I was like go. $2 short. So I'm I'm back on the high horse. So there you go. I'm feeling I'm feeling pretty good. You can see my bets. I won't lie, they they weren't as strategic as I usually do it. They were more for fun this time for guys I want to win. Only one was kind of strategic, and that yep. was uh, Otman Zaitar against Matt Vola. I think Zaitar is an underdog right now. I think he should be the favorite. Um, that's my only real. If you want, if you want to take anything from it, use that bet. So, uh, using bed stamp, I got him as an underdog where a lot of books have him as a favorite. So I mentioned that. So, uh, go use bed stamp. It really helped me out there. Zach, when you used bed stamp, did you use a code per chance? Uh, oh, I, I did. It was a three letter code. It was WPC. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I also, uh, asked you max how, how to make 200 free dollars to, to bet on these cards. Um, uh, Hit us up if you wanna if you wanna figure that out. Uh, make some extra cash to bet this UFC two eighty one card. Absolutely. I mean, does that wrap wrap up this episode, Max? Well, I think so. Don't have a don't have an interview. We had way too much to talk about this week. We had all four sports leagues, including the CFL, which is probably the most uh, predominant that we're going to talk about. And um, yeah, well, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Well Placed Cuss. Again, this episode is sponsored by BetStamp. And uh, thank thank you, BetStamp. 
thank you guys and uh we'll see how fucking weird the next episode can get Alrighty, have a good night <laughs> Like a bongo, I'm addicted to a net. Yeah. I'm addicted to a tonsil.